Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Parker Nash. Parker is an 11-year veteran of Nike, where he grew lines of business to more than half a billion dollars in annual revenue. While at Nike, he realized the process they used to build their brand was something all businesses could do, which inspired him to build his own copywriting and marketing agency that helps mission-driven businesses attract devoted customers. Parker helps you find the right words to talk about your business, clean up your website, and gain total transformation to hit the mark with your messaging and skyrocket your sales. So I was telling Parker in the pre-call, I love talking, you know, big brands and being able to, you know, figure out, you know, like what works for them could also work for us. So this is going to be a great discussion here. Parker, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. This is great. I love talking about this. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, about your journey. So, you know, we talked about Nike. We talked about starting your own marketing agency. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes Parker so awesome? <laughs> what makes me so awesome? I don't know. May I have to ask my wife about that. But gosh, yeah. So, you know, now what I do is I help mission-driven businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups track more customers and grow their business with clear messaging and marketing. But like you you said in the intro here, is I spent about 11 years or so working at Nike. And like you said too, is about this stuff is I think a lot of people may think outside of a brand like Nike that it's impossible to co- to compete or do what brands like like Nike do does or any of those billion dollar brands Apple Google whatever they are and that's what I started to realize when I was working at Nike was many of the principles they use to market brand create create their product it's 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 really anything uh, it, there are steps and principles that any and all businesses can do and should do but one of the things I started to realize was I was looking at a lot of smaller businesses or startups or entrepreneurs that despite having great products or services, I noticed, boy, they're, they're not hitting on some of these key principles of, of great marketing. And, you know, while, while certainly it, it never hurts to have a billion dollars in your bank account to, to, to dump into your marketing and your branding, it's not the reason why places like Nike and those billion dollar brands are successful. I mean, that's just fuel to the fire. It really comes down to some key principles. And I think this is something that a lot of businesses may miss or overlook is getting really, really clear on two things. One is who your ideal customer or consumer is or client, and then also uh, messaging. And, and how do you talk about your business in a way that gets customers to pay attention? And, and frankly, Jeff, that's where I think I see a lot of businesses go wrong is they make 
a handful of critical mis messaging mistakes that keeps this barrier between them and their brands and reaching their ideal customers. You know, what's very interesting about what you just said for me, like I just went shopping in one of those big, uh, big outlet malls that we have in the area. Right. And the larger the brand, the shorter the tagline is. Yes. Right. I mean, think about it, you know, so what is Nike? Just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, or they have these shirts that have like one maximum three words on them. Right. And that's yeah. sort of the vibe that you want to portray. That's the, you know, like the avatar that, that people want to wear when they're doing their jogging and they're doing their, you know, they're running yes. and they're playing their sports, you know, things like that. And I think, you know, like the big, the big takeaway from the, you know, the beginning part of this discussion is that Nike is in it to make a buck, just like I, just like we are right. They are just as mortal and they, you know, they are and in the essence, their business is based on human beings, you know, that are creating these messages, just trying to make sure though, that they appeal to a wider mass audience that it travels well when it goes across oceans, you know, when it goes into different markets. And that is something I think is to be respected, right? Because, you know, like when, you know, if you're trying to create an offer and you need more than seven words to convey it, right? There may be a disconnect, you know, that, that's why they're always talking about, you know, like, you know, what's your elevator pitch? You know, what's that, you know, what's that one tagline or that one, you know, that you're known for. And Nike has mm -hmm. just got that swoosh and just do it. Right. Yep. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I think this is where if, if you're not at billion dollar brands, you don't see the inner workings of how this happens. And you think, oh, they spend all their time on marketing and this kind of stuff. And you're like, no, they spend, I swear, there's probably like 80% of the time is spent on who are we trying to reach? understanding them, knowing them, being really clear on who that is and being really clear on who that not, is not. And then also too, like you're saying, is what are the words we need to use to actually get them to pay attention? And you're totally right about fewer words matter. Like words really do matter. And there's a famous uh, industrial designer named Dieter Rams and he had a, a saying that's called less, less but better was his, was his saying. And that's really true, whether it's design, messaging, anything that we're doing, right? And this actually hits on one of the, the exact messaging mistakes I see all the time is what you're hitting on, Jeff, is a, a big mistake so many businesses try or make is they try to explain it all at one shot, what they can do and everything their product or service does. And they just say too much. And the perfect example of this, yeah. And like the perfect example of what you're talking about, one is you got Nike with their tagline, just do it. But to think about Apple back in the day, they used two words to revolutionize and really revolutionize their marketing and bring people into them, which was think different. That was their two words they use that really ignited their brand. And there's a couple of things about that that's really important for us to, to focus on. One, it's two words. <laughs> they, they got everything down to two words. But two, they weren't trying to sell a computer or a laptop or whatever it was they're selling they were selling an identity. And so that's what we need to think about too with our, our products, our services, our businesses is don't sell your products or services. Cause if you're doing that, you're just going to be going on price point alone. But if you can tap into the identity, the transformational identity of who your customers want to become, 
you will have a much greater effect in your marketing, your messaging, and you'll create a, a greater bond with your customers. It'll take your products and services to another stratosphere because really that's why we buy products is to become better versions of ourselves. And we need to connect our products to that better version that our customers want to achieve. I love that lead in because that leads into our one big tip and what it is that we really want to talk about here is how do you do that? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah. and this is, you know, this is, again, we got to spend some time on this, but there's a handful of things that we need to talk about when it comes to really refining and defining what it is we talk about and say to our customers. And I'd say there's a couple things that we got to start with. First is clearly defining what do our customers want? We want to ask and answer the question really clearly, what's in it for me? So when someone comes across our business, and whether it's at any touch point, whether it's in person, it's our website, a billboard, whatever it is, right? We need to explain really clear and hit on what is the big promise that we're going to deliver to our customers by answering, what do they want? And it's not the, what are the five things they want? Hey, what are the 10 things they want? There's a lot of different things they probably want, but we got to hit on the one big motivating factor that they really want, that big desire and need they have. So really easily you know, try to answer in simple as possible form is what do our customers want? And, you know, I see this quite a bit where a lot of entrepreneurs or brands or businesses, they'll look to uh, what people like Tony Robbins or Gary Vee and the, or, or, even Nike, for example, and they'd be like, well, look how many products, look how many, look how many things they talk about. But if you start, you know, reverse time back and think about it, what did Tom, Tony Robbins first get popular with? Mindset. What did Gary Vee first get popular with? Talking about wine. <laughs> he built a business on wine. Tesla started with one model car. Nike started with one running shoe for track and field for field athletes. They have hundreds of thousands of products now, but they started with just one. And so the same thing applies to our messaging is what is the one desire, the big want need our customers have? That's what we got to identify first. So can that be distilled down to one to four words? Or is that something that you're still allowed to sort of break out of that and maybe go into a full sentence to, you know, sort of convey that vibe of what it is that they're going for? Yeah, it's a great, that's a great question. I would say in, if you're trying to refine your messaging when you're starting out, don't worry about getting it down to three words or two words. That will come through the process of creating a messaging framework. So in this first, this first section here about identifying what your customers want, feel free to just riff and spin a little bit. Keep it short, but you know, try to keep it short, but you know, it should be maybe one sentence or phrase is really what our customers want. Maybe they want to uh, be able to run a marathon. If you're a marathon coach, uh, you know, your customers want to be able to run a marathon in sub three hours. That could be what they want, the big desire they have, right? So it's just figuring out what is it really simply that they want. The next thing that we need to really position ourselves, and this gets into how we position our products and services, is identifying the big problem our customers have. And there's a couple of things a thing about this, which is if we're not talking about the problems that our customers have, they are they're gonna tune us out and ignore us. And really, this is kind of a evolutionary thing, which is our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and problems. So that's why we need to talk about problems. And so we need to identify, hey, we know our customers want this big, this big thing, but they aren't getting it. Why are they not getting that? So hit on that and, and, and talk about 
why they can't achieve and get what it is they want, and then go one step deeper then after that and talk about how does that make them feel? Because feelings, feelings get remembered, but facts get forgotten. So if we can get people to feel the problem, the pain that the problem causes, that's the thing that'll get remembered. I love that you brought that up because one of the things that, you know, when you're trying to dissect how coaches, for example, sell their, sell their coaching programs, they always start out, you know, like, are you that marketer who just lost a thousand dollars to Facebook? Are you that? So, and they're always starting out with that negative and sort of bringing them over to the positive, right? you know, either via social proof, look at me, you know, I'm flying a jet airplane yeah. or, you know, look at my results. This is what was deposited in my bank account yesterday. You know, either the subtle or the overt flexes, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, what are you doing? You're, you're calling out that, uh, you know, that person you're calling out that, uh, you know, that entrepreneur or, or whoever it is that you're ultimately selling. And basically you're saying, listen, I've been there. I know how to solve it. I was where you were five years ago. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then you're making it happen. Yep. How do you do that, but not sound like a doof? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There ha there's a sliding scale here. And I'm glad you, you asked that question because you do need to talk about the problems people have, but you can't make it catastrophic right? If you go to doom and gloom, it's a turnoff. People will instinctively, instinctively, you'll repel them. So, you know, that's where selecting the right words to use is really important. And you got to be careful about what you say, because uh, it, it, here's a simple tip about this is rather than you, you want to make sure the problem is pointed at an external factor. So not your customer's fault. If you turn it inwards and make the problem sound like, oh, this is your fault, the reason why you're doing this, like you were use words like embarrassing, yeah, you, know, you, you feel embarrassed or you're embarrassed about doing this, it can be really hard to come back from that and it can actually turn people off. So you got to be careful. And I would say in general, if you think about the problem that they have, point it to, towards an external factor of a, a thing that is keeping them from getting what they want. If you can make it tangible, that's even better. All right, but wait a second. I got to challenge you on this one. So if we're going to go down that route, so I may think that I am the best podcaster in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Spotify obviously hasn't recognized that. They haven't sent me a, you know, a nine-figure <laughs> check, right? But then, you know, if someone's going to come around and like, your podcast is failing because, you know, because you, uh, uh, because you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Right. And, and it's because of your inability to make that connection, to make that leap, you know, from 10,000 subscribers to 50,000 subscribers or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Right. Maybe it is me. Right. You know, all right. No. So I'm going to get a little doom and gloom here. You know, the, you know, the one common denominator in all your failed relationships is you. Right. So yeah. why would you, so if you are to go down that route, isn't it sort of excusing them for their own inability and not having the right skill set in order to do that? Like, how do you like get around that part? I would. Yeah. So I would instead, I would, I like what you're taking there and I would position a little bit differently, which is I would start with the problem of being, and Jeff, maybe you know this, but I mean, how many podcasts are out there in the world right now? Millions. Hundreds of thousands of millions, right? That's the problem is there's millions of podcasts out there. So what are you doing to stand out 
from those millions of other podcasts. And to go back to what you're saying about maybe it's what you're doing is then I would, if I, to bring that in there, I would say, because there's millions of people, you're struggling to stand out and rise to that top 1% of podcasts. And because of that, it makes you second guess uh, your ability to create a valuable podcast. So now you're, it's, it's a subtle way of bringing in that internal questioning that you're experiencing without pointing the finger at you. You're, I'm, I'm actually rehearsing or basically restating what you may be thinking right now without pointing the finger at you. That's really interesting that you, so basically you did that in a very subtle and a very classy way, right? And that you're able to really sort of pivot this around so that there is wiggle room to build up and not just break it, you know, not just break them down. Because if yeah. you're just going to sit and insult me, well, Jeff, you're a big dude for, you know, for not doing X, Y, and Z. You're right. I'm not buying your program. Yeah. Right. But, you, and this, uh, this also comes into though, really knowing who your customers are, who is your audience, because in some instances, it actually it actually may be right to point the finger at, at at people. And here's a good example of this: is Do you know the guy named uh, David Goggins? He's a U, former U.S. Navy SEAL, Army Ranger. I heard, and him. he's yeah. just so he's crazy. I mean, he's done like these ultra marathons, ultra competitions. He's just nuts, and he points the finger at his audience all the time because he knows that these people actually want to be challenged. But he also does it in the same way of bringing it back to, I'm not just, you know, blaming you because it's all your fault and I'm a mean guy. He's, he relates it back to his own story of, I used to be over 300 pounds. I used to be a POS uh, and, and I was not doing what I wanted to do, but I got it together, became an army ranger, became a U.S. Navy SEAL. I, accomplished all these things. And so he understands his audience actually want to be challenged, but he still, again, finds that balance. So he's way more confrontational, but he finds that balance of what's, what's the right balance of uh, being hard on them. Cause as hard as he is on his audience, he's 10 times more hard on himself. And you know, what's interesting about that type of character pontificating a certain, you know, level of, you know, level of greatness or yeah. what needs to happen is that, you know, there is an audience for that. Right. Yes. Whereas six out of 10 people are going to be, are going to be totally turned off. Yeah. Four of them are going to be like, yeah, you know, let's yes. do this. Let's, which let's is, go happen. which is you great know? marketing is great marketing, messaging, marketing, knowing your customers. It's all about self selecting the people that you want to attract in and self selecting the people that you don't want to attract and waste your time on out. You want them to be go not for me. I'm out of here. Right. And it goes to kind of the old saying of the friend to everyone is a friend to no one. So you got to know who you actually want to attract. Amazing. Can you illustrate for us a winning case study? You know, someone that came into your wheelhouse that really didn't have things together and you were able to turn things around. What kind of win were you able to bring for them? Yeah. You know, by implementing, you know, part of this methodology, yeah. you know, into their systems. Great question. So this is actually fresh on my mind here, which is I had a, a client go through a workshop I have. It's a 90 day, 90 day marketing accelerator where we work through each step of creating a full marketing system like a, a billion dollar brand like Nike would implement. And one of the big, thing, big things he was struggling with was he had been in business for a while. He's pretty sophisticated, has some great products and services, but he experienced what a lot of 
seasoned entrepreneur's experience, which is drift. He drifted away from who's his ideal customer. And because of that, it led him to drift away from his core service he could offer them. And then that got really confusing and unclear about who he wanted to attract and how he could help them. And so going through this, this 90 day workshop with me, we got really clear on who's his ideal customer. It's, it's real estate agents. And what did, uh, and so how we positioned that then is we got and realized that his big offer was a 30 day video coaching program where he helps real estate agents get comfortable on camera, only using their phone so that they can uh, attract more clients, get more leads, listings, and deals closed. And because he got way clear specifically on the real estate agents and what his offer was that 30 day video coaching program, before we were even done with a 90 day workshop about three quarters of the way through, because he got clear on this, he actually started, he had a, a at least one uh, real estate brokerage firm reach out to him saying, Hey, we see what you're doing. We love what you're doing. We'd love to talk. So he's got some, some great discovery calls going on with them. And that could be a really big deal because they have several agents in their firm. But then just last week, he just landed a new client for his $2,500 program. And that happened one week after we completed our workshop, because again, he got down to clarity on who his customers are, the words to use to attract them. And then that flowed through all the marketing assets that he was creating, whether it's his website, his social media, all those pieces. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Parker, where can people find you online and how can they reach out to you directly? Yeah, perfect. So my website, parkertnash.com is where you can find me. And then you can email me directly at parker at parkertnash.com. Check me out on LinkedIn, Parker Nash. It's not a very uh, common name, so you should be able to find me pretty easily there. And then I also have a free resource for anybody that's, that's interested in this and want to learn how to transform their marketing and really market like uh, some of those billion dollar brands. I got uh, a resource called the three-part business boost. And you can check that out at parkertnash.com slash boost, parkertnash.com slash boost. Great. Thank you so much, Parker. This has been a great conversation. I love nerding out on this stuff <laughs> and I really appreciate you taking the time, you know, to break this down for us. It's yeah. been an excellent conversation. It's been fun. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.